disappointed that the governor didn't join you on your visit today and that his handling of your visit makes it seem like politics is getting in the way of your joint response to this crisis? Well, no, I'm not disappointed. He may have had other reasons, because, but he did help us plan this. He sat with FEMA and, uh, and decided where we should go, where would be the least disruption. Welcome back to State of the Union. That was President Biden in Florida yesterday. He went to tour damage from Hurricane Adalia. As you just heard, Governor DeSantis did not join him. My panel joins me now. Kate Bedingfield, you worked for uh, Joe Biden for a long time. That was actually, he could have taken that question in a whole other direction. It was quite gracious. Well, that's his way. I mean, he's not somebody who's going to use a moment where people are hurting, where they've they've lost their homes, where the community this is isn't struggling. About the people, it's, it's about the governor. It's struggling to to attack someone, even even somebody that he may feel uh, frustrated, participated in all the buildup of of setting the event, uh, putting the event together, and then didn't want to show up for uh, frankly political reasons. We can call it what it is. He's struggling in a Republican presidential primary and didn't want to stand next to Joe Biden. And that is, uh, you know, I think that's unfortunate. I think that's small. I think it's petty. And I, most importantly, politically speaking, I think it's a mistake. I think what people tend to miss, particularly in this, what feels like this incredibly hyper-partisan environment we live in, is that most people who are just going about their lives in the country actually want to see unity. They want to see a sense of people working together. They want their leaders to work together in the way that, frankly, they're expected to when they go yeah. to their jobs. So for DeSantis to miscalculate on that, I think, uh, is indicative of the larger uh, political problems he's having, but I think is also is just disappointing um, in this moment. But was it a miscalculation, or was that the right political move for I think, DeSantis? I think it was a miscalculation, because the last time Florida had a hurricane, uh, DeSantis worked very well with President Biden and got a lot of plaudits for it, as he should have. And in this case, we see a few things. One, Florida politics rearing its head. We could have had four people from Florida running for the Republican nomination. Mm -hmm. So Rick Scott praising Joe Biden wasn't just about potentially hurricane relief. And also it sets up this whole question of, well, Chris Christie hugged Barack Obama and that hurt him. It's gonna be very easy if Chris Christie's on the debate stage near Ron DeSantis next time to say, I'd hug anybody to help uh, New Jersey. Why wouldn't you stand next to the president? Very easy to draw that contrast. Also, Chris Christie, when he hugged Barack Obama, wasn't running for president, but that's a whole different <laughs> thing. But, 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 Can you just, go ahead, Look, please. The, the only thing that people care about is whether the response is working correctly. And everybody in Florida agrees the response from the federal and the state government is working exactly as it should. Ron DeSantis has a long history of getting these uh, hurricane and emergency situations correct. A photo op is not gonna change that. Are they doing the job they're supposed to do? Absolutely. As a native Floridian, I'd want to focus on this. You know, I, I, fine, you fixed Sanibel Island, as you mentioned last time, and the Biden administration came in and helped make that happen. One of the reasons that that worked is because it looked like the government gave a damn and was involved in that from, from A to Z. Now you see him dialing out, say, I got other interests. I got a presidential campaign to run. I got other things on my mind. And it looks to the American public and to Floridians like, hey, is this a priority for you? If the president comes, just show respect and say, hey, I'm going to work with you and get this done. We may have our disagreements, but why, why is that so hard? As you answer, I just, you got to talk about the Rick Scott of this all. And I know this is like deep in yeah. it, but it's such intrigue. This is a Republican senator from Florida. Obviously, he has his differences with DeSantis, which is likely why he's there. But he also has big differences with Joe Biden. The yeah. fact that he wanted to show up. Yeah, look, there, there's always interpersonal, <laughs> you know, that things at play here. But as it relates to DeSantis, I just can't even begin to imagine how somebody would assume or argue that a photo op yeah. is somehow different or necessary to the absolute 
job that they're trying to do. Everybody in Florida says this thing is going well. Biden and the FEMA have done fine. DeSantis has done fine. I, I let's let's talk more broadly about the 2024 campaign. Um, I mentioned this with Senator Rounds. We have uh, a poll of polls that uh, CNN released this weekend. Donald Trump is even further ahead than he was before. 58% Ron DeSantis, we were just talking about. I mean, not even close, 16%, and then it goes down to single digits from there. Vivek Ramaswamy was sort of the standout guy after the uh, debate a couple of weeks ago, in large part because he took sort of the harpoons because Trump wasn't there, and also because he's been trying to make the most of uh, what he thought was a um, performance that was very buzzy, let's just say that. He was on the road in Iowa this past week. Our colleague, Kyung Law, was with him. And he was very blunt about how he views his place in the GOP. I'm not a party man. Yeah, you I'm said using, that. I'm using the Republican Party as a vehicle to advance an America First agenda, but I have a true distaste for professional politicians wherever they come from. So I, I sort of cringe a little bit when, when we frame everything in terms of partisan terms. That's not how I see it. That is as, as Trumpy an answer as you can get without the kind of more bloviated rhetoric that comes with Donald Trump. That's the core of Donald Trump's message. And as Vivek has tried to emulate Trump in so many ways, it's not surprising that he's saying the quiet part out loud. Not a traditional Republican, doesn't really care about the party. This is all a vehicle. And as we've seen people running more and more for office to become famous, this is a perfect example of that. Well, but the strategy isn't working, right? I mean, Donald Trump is continuing to grow his lead. This is, this if, is if not- If your goal is to be elected president, this, he said, no, I don't really need to be president. I'm happy to be in second place or third. But even- Winning is not his priority. Well, but even doing that, it's, it's essentially giving, he's essentially giving ballast to Donald Trump's mm -hmm. argument, which is, I think, a problem for the Republican Party writ large. If you're a Republican voter who's looking for somewhere else to go, you don't really have a lot of you don't really have a lot of other options. And so having somebody who is has sort of seized the headlines for the week coming out of the debate essentially make Donald Trump's argument is just underscoring how much this is Donald Trump's You're party. You're a party man. How does it uh, <laughs> sit with you yeah. to hear somebody say that he's just using the party? Well, it, it's it's in fashion right now to to attack political parties. If you're a you know, uh, an insurgent kind of a candidate, uh, you know, your argument is basically that everybody that came before me is wrong. All ideologies that came before me are wrong. Everything that anybody did up until this moment in history is, is incorrect, and I'm here to fix it all with a bumper sticker type slogan type of a campaign. And so I don't like it, but he's being honest about how he views political parties in America, which is that they're empty shells uh, floating out in the ocean just to be boarded by Pirates who may or may not have policy uh, agendas that have anything to do with the history of that particular political party. So uh, it's honest, but it doesn't mean we have to like it. Maybe he's saying, also saying quiet things out loud when he calls black Democrats part of the KKK or whatever the hell that is, or climate change is a hoax. I don't mind. Hey, go ahead. Say, say what you really mean. Say the quiet parts out loud. Go and say it at the debate. If that's what the Republican parties want to put forward, Go for it. I don't think it's going to do well in a general election, but, you know, let's, let's, let's watch that circus show. By the way, on this polling, I mean, the most interesting thing about all the polls this weekend, especially the Wall Street Journal poll, was not the Republican primary. Yes, Donald Trump's ahead. We've all known that. How is it that Joe Biden is tied or losing to Donald Trump, the most hated politician in America, four times indicted, and 
your guy can't get can't get past Donald Trump in a survey right now. What is happening? Well, let's look at polling a year out from the election, first of all. And we know that national polling is not really indicative. At the end of the day, this race is going to be won in the seven states, eight states uh, that were decisive, that were decisive in, in 2020. <laughs> so, you know, so let's let's talk about we've seen the flaws in polling. So but what you're what you're alluding to is is significant, which is that you know, the vast majority of people who are going to vote in this election have already made their decision. You've got the Biden base, you've got the Trump base. Trump fires up the Trump base. Trump also fires up the Biden base. So for Joe Biden, it's going to be about ginning up his base to come out and then speaking to those suburban voters, that very small uh, sliver of the country that is undecided. That has uh, he has has bested Donald Trump with those voters uh, in the past. And I know his campaign will be focused on reaching those voters uh, moving forward. We are going to have to leave it there. Uh, he's, by the way, he's fine. I watch football with him on Friday. Are you talking about Mitch McConnell? <laughs> oh. yeah. we, had a, we had a good time watching Louisville beat good. Georgia Tech. I saw him Wednesday, talked to him Thursday, watched football with him Friday. He's having a perfectly fine weekend and uh, looking forward to getting back to Washington this week. Thank you for that report, you Mr. Jennings. Thank you so much. <laughs>